Mental health services are under pressure in this country, and there are plans for much-needed resources and more personnel. Having shaken off the grim history of bedlam and demonic possession, mental health is still sometimes seen as secondary to physical health. In Zanzibar, they too are experiencing rising demand. The East African island has limited resources, with few psychiatric wards, little access to modern drugs and very few mental health workers. Not surprisingly, as Nicola Kelly has found, people are embracing any other kind of solution. I was seeing things. I was seeing evil spirits, Ashura tells me, eyes wide behind her broad-rimmed spectacles. It felt like an electric shock. Very, very scary. Outside the cramped, damp hall, hordes of teenage girls gaze skyward as a menacing rumble of thunder rolls in. Raindrops tumble through dancing palm trees soaking their school bags. They scatter indoors seeking shelter, a sea of lemon yellow and turquoise blue headscarves jostling for space near the stage. As they pack together, sardine-like, circular choral chanting gets underway. And so begins another day at Zanzibar's foremost healing centre on the outskirts of the capital city, Stonetown. It's here that the most devout gather each morning to undergo a particularly vigorous form of psychological therapy, exorcism. We believe we've been possessed by demons that have affected our minds, Ashura explains, placing an index finger on her temple. She tells me she's travelled from her home in England for a second time in search of respite from the depression and anxiety that have tormented her for several years. I had a lot of nervous tension and I'm using tablets in London, she tells me. Western medicine, um, it's OK, but when I come to this place, I feel I don't need anything. It's all spiritual and natural. After this, I will be healed, very, very cured. With that, in sweeps the hazel-eyed, caramel-skinned sheikh who will be leading today's ceremony. Here in Zanzibar, where 98% of the population observe a strict interpretation of Islam, spiritual and traditional healing are the first and often the last ports of call for those suffering from mental health disorders. While they're a common practice across much of the Muslim world, what makes exorcisms contentious here is when they're commercialised. Spiritual healers like this sheikh can earn more in a month than most Zanzibaris make in a year. Little wonder, then, that few healers refuse to treat the mentally ill. Worse still, many advise their clients not to seek medical treatment, convinced that prescription pills contain poisonous substances. The Grand Mufti of Zanzibar, the supreme religious leader, has recently begun to shut down centres which charge for this kind of treatment. Even so, there are still thousands of profiteers who continue to reap the benefits behind closed doors. With that in mind, I follow the Sheikh and Ashura to the stage with some trepidation. Howls of delight reverberate around the concrete walls as the Sheikh takes centre stage, microphone in hand. Then a hush descends. He raises his hands high and begins the recitations, invoking the evil spirits in the minds of those before him. Gently at first, the volume steadily increasing. Moments later, there is a sudden surge of activity. 
Young girls throw themselves over the heads of those in front, crawling up walls, pupils dilated, mouths distended and silent screams. The shake expertly controls the temperature of the room, bringing them to a boil and then reducing them to a simmer. Beads of sweat drip from under his smart, koofy hat. Pop concert-style hysteria ensues. Meanwhile, Ashura, seated at the front of the hall, seems to be in her own oasis of calm, finding comfort amid the chaos. For us, this is normal, she explains, smiling broadly. This is how we get cured. Ten puzzling minutes later, the sheikh joins us in the wings, patting his head dry with the back of his sleeve. Yes, it's tiring work, but I do this every day. Later, I will move to people's houses to perform private exorcisms. At times, I don't sleep at all, he laughs, elated. He invites me to his office to see Ashura receiving one-to-one treatment, involving more prayers and the bathing of her feet in seawater. Like the ebb and flow of the tide, he says, this final stage will flood the evil spirits from her mind. This is the way mental health conditions are managed for thousands of people on this tiny island. While it may be seen as profiteering, and it certainly allows some to lead a lavish lifestyle, it is for many Zanzibaris their crutch, their lifeline. I believe in this 100%, Ashura tells me, after handing over a small wedge of cash. This is an important part of our culture and our faith. As I make my way outside, the raging storm begins to subside. I look back at the chaotic scene and wonder what it will take to relieve Ashura from the storm in her mind. Nicola Kelly